they are at perhaps the most difficult time of their adult lives. And so that can create problems. It can create mismessaging. It can create uh, decisions that get made from emotions instead of from logic and an understanding. And the truth is it creates challenges for us as advisors because if we work with a husband and wife, they are our clients. And yet we're about to say, y'all are not going to be husband and wife anymore. So it puts us in a challenging position of trying to provide some guidance and advice. For a decade, Cahaba Wealth Management has been driven by a belief that our fiduciary responsibility is to have conversations with you, our current and future clients, to discover what really matters to you. Wealth is not created overnight. Instead, it is earned by having a solid blueprint that allows you to plan and build for the future. Our goal with this podcast is to share our best practices and strategies about creating a secure and joyous future, while also addressing ideas in the marketplace that do not work as well. Join us on this journey as we discuss the ups and downs of the investment world to educate you and help you make the best possible decisions for your financial well-being. Let's go now to the There Is A Better Way podcast. Hello, everyone. This is MJ Durkin, the host of the There Is A Better Way podcast brought to you by Cahaba Wealth Management. Today's episode is part one of a two-part series on divorce and the financial implications for individuals as well as the family. This first episode takes a high-level view of the things to consider and to be aware of in a divorce situation, and part two of this series, which is to come, gives more financial specifics and details to consider and implement in the event of a divorce. Uh, You are in for a real treat today. We have an amazing episode uh, that um, uh, will interest uh, many people, a, a wide variety of uh, both advisors, uh, clients, potential clients, um, uh, anybody that uses money <laughs> will be interested. Uh, if you have anything to do with money, you'll be very interested uh, in this episode. Uh, first of all, I want to introduce uh, our guest today. Uh, we have uh, Brian O'Neill. Of course, he is a partner and financial advisor with Cahaba Wealth Management. And we also have Walton Cobb. She is a lead advisor out of Cahaba's Birmingham, Alabama office. How are you all doing today? Doing well. Doing great, Thank MJ. you. We are glad to have you uh, on the uh, There Is a Better Way podcast. And uh, we are excited to talk about a very interesting and happy topic. It's called divorce. Uh, so <laughs> those of you that uh, um, uh, have, have seen people go through a divorce, uh, if you're going through a divorce, if perhaps even you are an advisor looking to um, help people to uh, get through a divorce, we're going to give you strategies, tips, techniques, and some very important things to uh, to think about uh, when it comes to um, the uh, integration of a financial planner uh, to help you uh, understand what needs to be done. So as a, uh, a person who has actually uh, been divorced, it's been many, many years now, and the rebuilding process is uh, all complete, uh, but I have a unique perspective on this. It is a uh, very difficult time for people. Uh, and troubling. And uh, boy, the idea of having um, a good financial advisor that can guide you and support you, I think is really important. Uh, Why don't we start off uh, with Brian O'Neill. Brian, uh, just talk to us a little bit about uh, uh, how the the difficulty uh, of that um, 
of that situation is for clients. You've For many years, you've guided clients that either come to you and say, I'm going through a divorce, I need some help, or the client that you've known for many years says, I got a new problem. Uh, uh, you know, we're, sure. we're going to be splitting. Talk to us about it. Yeah, it's a very emotionally charged time, MJ, and one that we are aware creates a lot of challenges, both financially and personally. Um, we live our lives at Cahaba through a lens of specific values. And one of the values that we place very highly is, is care. Um, that sounds a little corny sometimes, but we say we value the person first and deliver all messages, good or bad, with empathy. And I can't think of a more appropriate time to really come into that relationship and understand that when you're dealing with clients who are going through a divorce, they are at perhaps the most difficult time of their adult lives. And so that can create problems. It can create mismessaging. It can create uh, decisions that get made from emotions instead of from logic and an understanding. And the truth is, it creates challenges for us as advisors because if we work with a husband and wife, they are our clients. And yet we're about to say, y'all are not going to be husband and wife anymore. So it puts us in a challenging position of trying to provide some guidance and advice while also understanding that when they split, that could change. And it many times does change the relationship we have with those clients very significantly. In fact, they may, one or both of them could end up not being clients of ours at the end. That has happened. So we just have to be aware of how challenging it is approach it with a level of care and empathy that we can give the best advice we can while understanding that these people are going through a very difficult time. Excellent. R really, really well said. Uh, and um, uh, the, uh, the idea of, I, I like what you said, we, we may have, we may have difficult messages to deliver, uh, you know, as a financial advisor, it's, it's not always, uh, you know, um, <laughs> uh, sunshine, rainbows and unicorns. Uh, <laughs> Right. And, well, and at the risk of saying something you probably already know, divorce is the worst financial decision you can make. Um, <laughs> that's just a hard fact. Uh, you end up taking two people who have had a life together who, if and when they split, they want to have that same life. And yes, they're going to, yet they're going to have that with two households, two expenses instead of just one. So, and you're going to end up paying the attorneys a lot of money as well. So, it's just not a great decision, but sometimes it has to happen. We know that is reality. So our job is to help people understand the implications of what they're going through, not make a judgment on whether they should or should not do it. Absolutely. So Walton, um, uh, the uh, you've had these situations. Uh, do you do you have an example of uh, of kind of outcomes that you've seen? You know, after you know, being embroiled in it. Can you give us a, an example of, of somebody who resolved things and got some good, good planning from you or something of that nature? MJ, um, again, to echo what Brian said, this is a difficult time and it's high emotions rolling. Um, but to be fair, to start with, we as finance, their financial advisors have a fiduciary responsibility to both parties going through this process until that divorce decree is signed. Um, we have to make sure that both parties understand um, the financial situation of, of their current assets, liabilities, incomes, etc. So, Brian and I both have situations where their emotions have run too high and there might be situations where 
both clients have felt like they've needed to move on from our relationship. Now, in most cases, we've continued working with them. We have a great relationship with our clients. But until, but back to my original point, until that divorce decree is signed, we are required to make sure we show these two people who are going through this process their financial net worth and what their incomes are and to represent them both. Well, and I think that's really, um, you know, uh, those of you that are new to the podcast, you know, understand that, you know, uh, Cahaba Wealth Management, uh, you know, operates as a fiduciary. And uh, that means that they're doing what's in the best interest of the client. And what Walton just said was, you have to have the best interests of both parties uh, in this situation. Maybe a little bit of balancing, a little bit of walking a fine line, but you still have to do what's best for both of them. Uh, let's... Um, uh, am I correct, Walton? Did I get explaining the fiduciary part correctly? You are spot on, MJ. And okay. I would I would add from the advisor perspective, it creates challenges that you may never have thought to have to deal with. So, for example, if you have a a client, husband and wife, and let's for example say we have an investment account in the name of the wife. Technically, we're not allowed to talk about that account with the husband without the permission of the of the wife in that instance. It is an individually registered brokerage account. So you introduce a divorce into the middle of that. You know, typically we'll have had conversations with them, we'll have had their approval to converse about whatever for both of them because it's their financial plan. At the beginning of a divorce, we have to communicate internally very quickly. Hey guys, listen, these two are in the process of a potential divorce. If husband calls and asks about this account, we can't really give him that information without the explicit consent of the wife or vice versa. So it just creates a, a, a situation where as the advisor, we want to do what's right for the clients. We want to, to give them the best advice we can, but we also don't want to run afoul of any issues in terms of legal or other things that in the, at the end, if it really did turn nasty and it turns out we were just carte blanche giving out information we're not supposed to, we could get in trouble. So we just have to be very careful about how we treat these situations. Got it. Got it. So um, let's uh, let's start with um, talking about some things to consider uh, when getting a divorce. Uh, and um, perhaps, uh, Walton, uh, give us a couple of like one, two, three kind of things, you know, um, where obviously you need to, uh, as in as Cahaba Wealth Management will tell you in any situation, you're understanding the situation, assessing it understanding uh, everything that's going on. What, what's the first thing that you do? Uh, and then give us a couple of, uh, of bullet points, if you will, to things to consider that people should be aware of. Uh, first, let's, let's create a current net worth statement. And um, you want to be specific. Um, let's get all those credit cards together. Make sure you have um, the date as of dates of the credit card balance of this. I mean, potentially freeze you know, freeze, agree to freeze some of your credit lines. So you don't want to be in a situation where the wife or the husband, for example, wants to get even and goes on a spending spree. So let's, you know, make sure you have the as of date of all the credit card statements and agree, maybe between the two of you agree that um, we're not going to spend any money on credit cards until the, the process is finalized. Um you also need to consider, you know, changing your beneficiaries. Often, you know, 
especially in retirement accounts such as IRAs, calls, um, you know, the, their spousals get certain um, benefits of being beneficiaries of different accounts. So you have to consider, you know, who am I going to start? Who is this money going to go to after all this is finalized? Um, where we might get, um, you know, for example, splitting up a checking account, joint brokerage account, um, 401k accounts, et cetera, those can be relatively, those are relatively self-explanatory. I mean, there's a balance, you split it in half as of this certain date, where we've had run into issues in the past, um, especially with our corporate clients, for example, are those income-oriented assets, like pensions, annuities. Um, for example, if you're a corporate client and there's a non-qualified, you know, supplemental benefit plan to your pension, technically those assets have not been taxed for social security purposes. Technically that non-qualified CERT benefit has to run through the person who earned the income, um, social security, social security uh, taxes. So FICA taxes. So therefore splitting up that income asset isn't as easy so basically, a, the party who doesn't earn the income, they have to get it half after tax. Um, so it can be very difficult, um, especially even with Social Security, for example. Now, there's been situation. Now, here's the key to Social Security that I think everyone should take into consideration. Um, some, so oftentimes, let's say the wife uh, is the primary earner in the family. Um, the husband, as long as they've been married for 10 years and does not get remarried before the age of 65, um, he is still, when, when he reaches um, 62 or full retirement age, he can begin taking one half of her Social Security benefit. Um, and let's say in the case that the divorced spouse, the wife, this case, um, she passes away and the ex-husband is still alive and he still has not been remarried, he can take her full Social Security benefit at retirement just in the same ways as if they had never been divorced in the first place. And some of these, you know, rules and, you know, kind of little pisky-tasky um, laws out there, a financial advisor can really help you sort through. Um, and I would, I would echo it. It allows then during the conversations, it allows for a lot of flexibility. How do we divide this? But it also creates a massive amount of complexity because right. as Walton mentioned, you know, you may be dividing an asset that you can't even divide physically today. It's the promise to divide it later when it comes and gets paid to the retiree after the taxes are taken out. You have to agree on what the tax rate might be and you know, what is the consequence of taking the money at that time versus if you're at a corporation, you might be able to delay taking it. So, you know, we have a lot of clients. Um, I can speak for myself, and I think Walton would agree. More often than not, even when clients are going through a divorce, they'll say something at the beginning like, we want this to be, you know, very easy process, and we want it to go smoothly and not have it get super emotional. And we'll acknowledge that in but it's going to get that way. 99 times out of 100, once you start getting into the weeds with this stuff, one person's going to feel like, oh, they're just trying to pull the wool over my eyes. 
and they've got their attorney or their person, you know, whispering in their ear, change this around and make it complicated. Well, the reality is it is complicated. And Walton has been talking about things like social security and, and non-qualified pensions. Imagine if you own a business and you're trying to divide ownership of a business. Well, you know, for example, if, if I own a company and I'm going through a divorce, you could, I could go in and say, partners, I'm bonusing us out all our money. And at the end of the year, our, our company's going to show no income. And we'll just tell the attorneys it's not worth anything. It's not creating any income. Well, that's far from the truth. So you've got to be really careful. And our job, typically speaking, as financial advisors, is to give people long-term advice, be in the middle of every decision they make. When they go through a divorce, as Walton said, we basically say, create your net worth statement, agree on the as of date, try to stop having any credit card issues, things like that. We'll talk a little bit about the mistakes and issues that happen. And at that point, many times we have to step out and say, we've done all we can do unless we need to advise on asset A is complicated. How do we value it? We'll get into that with the attorneys and many times serve as their consultants working for our clients. But we have to stop. And until the divorce decree is signed, we're out. We can't do anything else until they split assets. And then we jump right back in and say, it's time to redo your financial plan because it's totally different. Yeah, very, 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 very well said. Walton? And back to Brian's you know, point about you know, if he got divorced and they bonused out all the partners, I've actually run into that very circumstance, which is I feel like if you're going through a divorce, rule number one is get, find the best attorney that you possibly can. I don't want to say yeah. go buy the go go hire the bull, but um, go find the guy with the best experience, and and you know, and filing divorces and representing you in circumstances like separating S corps, et cetera. Um, or well, and, and you know, you're not most people are not getting a divorce who are still best friends. Uh, that's just reality. And as rough it is as it is, you know, you have a client say, "Well, I want this to be amicable." if it were amicable, you'd still be married. So let's get real about it and advise each person, get a good attorney. You're going to need one. And if you don't get one, your spouse is going to get one and you're going to be in trouble. Because by the way, we haven't even brought up the single most contentious issue. We're, you know, we're financial advisors. We're talking about money all the time. We haven't even brought up children. Mm-hmm. And right. you turn a, you, you take an amicable situation and start telling one spouse, well, I'm going to be in charge of all the decisions regarding our kids' education. That ain't going to fly. And fairly quickly, it's not amicable anymore. So we just have to, again, go back to that initial core discussion of our values and giving them a message that's caring. Part of caring for our clients is being very honest with them. And guys, y'all might want this to be amicable. Prepare for it not to be. I love the the comedian I heard one time. He he said, I recently got divorced and the audience went, oh, and he goes, no, 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 no. Don't feel bad for me. He says, listen, no good marriage ever ends in divorce. <laughs> <laughs> no good marriage Very ends true. in divorce. And 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 if I can give the uh, MJ Durkin advice on uh, on attorneys, is um is find someone who will really fight for your best interests and have a fiduciary, you know, responsibility that they that you feel like they're really going to be in your corner fighting for you. I've seen some attorneys that seem to, you know, be about, you know, 
I don't know, like this is the, like my own personal creed of 50% or something. I, I want somebody who's going to really listen to me and represent my interest. Like this is what's really important to me. And that's, that's what I think about finding, make sure that person's going to really be in your corner. And when you need a fighter that they're going to fight for you. Well, and I can add that having us as financial advisors in the middle where we retain that fiduciary responsibility to both of them means they'll each have an attorney fighting for them with us in the middle to be the translator. Because as you know, if your attorney's fighting for you, he or she is going to want to do everything they can to tilt the scales in your favor. And our job is not to let that happen. So in many cases, we, we end up as the mediator and the evaluator of assets in a way that is the most clean because yes, your attorney's fighting for you, their attorney's fighting for them, but we're fighting for both of y'all and we want it to be as evenly split as it can be possible. So, uh, so Walton, uh, maybe just explain a little bit about the, the dividing of the assets, figuring out where the debt will go. You've got the very uh, potentially volatile uh, discussion uh, and tough decision about guardianship and uh, primary custody and joint custody and who's going where on on Christmas and who's get Christmas Eve and you know uh, it gets pretty crazy um, and and then also you know maintaining the same lifestyle but having two households. Give us a just a couple of minutes on some of the decisions that need to be put in the barrel and talked about? Sure. I think Brian briefly touched on this a moment ago, um, uh, especially when it comes to, you know, divorce is pretty much the worst financial decision you can ever make. Um, so oftentimes clients want to continue their lives exactly the way it was, remain in their home, um, keep the same mortgage. However, you're going to have two households now. Um, they're going to be um, two homes with possibly two mortgages. And you have to determine who is going to be responsible for what debt. Are you going to be responsible for your own credit card debt? Or who is going to be responsible for what I like to call the little money vampires, our children? Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, who is going to be responsible for paying for education? Are you each going to file each child as a dependent? Is there going to be joint custody? Um, who, who gets to decide? You know, who's going to pay for after school baseball or or dance, et cetera. Um, that those all become vital decisions that you have to make during this process. And oftentimes one spouse who might be the working spouse isn't really um, doesn't really understand the, how much money they're spending on that that on, you know, that softball bat that the, the child just had to have or how expensive it is to go um, each weekend to every dance competition. And, it's, and and when you have your children, you just want your children to keep thrive and you, mm. and you want to put them in the best situation possible. And you don't want to um, unsettle them. It's an unsettling process, but you want them to, to keep proceed with their life as if you were back, you know, proceed with their life and, be with their friends and, you know, keep their life lifestyle as similar. I mean, it's going to be different as it previously was. You don't want to disrupt them too much. And again, this is a disruption. So you really need as a financial planner, like to encourage you to have that discussion with your attorney, you know, who is responsible for paying for education, who is going to be claiming that your children is dependent, 
Um, and also um, some important notes from a tax perspective that you might want to be, you know, after 2019, um, alimony and is no longer, if you, if you file for divorce today, um, alimony is no longer an adjustment to income. Um, so for the non-working spouse, if you're receiving alimony, um, you, you will no longer file that on that income on your tax return and your, your, your ex-spouse will no longer have that adjustment to income as a tax deduction. Now, when it comes to um, you know, child support, uh, ne- nothing is taxable to anybody. So um, it's always been the case. So just keep that in mind when going through this process. Got it. And one other nuance I would even add, MJ, is is just anecdotally, and you know, don't take this as as the gospel, but we have seen fewer and fewer instances of alimony being granted. Uh, through the last several years of divorces that I've worked through with clients, for whatever reason, and I've talked to attorneys and other folks, and they, their common opinion is that judges are just viewing that as less of a necessity, just divide the assets up and move on. Child support will always be a part of, of divorce discussions. Uh, but alimony, we're just seeing less and less. Um, well, so, and so many people will say, yay. <laughs> <laughs> and many people will yeah. say and many people will say nay nay that's not good <laughs> so so let's uh let's talk a little bit about uh let's let's run through in kind of a list form uh some of the financial mistakes uh to avoid common mistakes made uh during a divorce uh Brian why don't you give us a few and then then pass sure. it over to to Walton these are pretty common, so I don't, I don't think it's earth-shattering. Walton mentioned earlier the idea of credit. I think that's probably, with one exception I'll bring up in a minute, the biggest issue that occurs is when credit gets rung up in the absence of one of the spouses knowing about it, whether it's you know credit card charges, things like that, opening up new lines of credit. Um, you know, Many times, if you are the working spouse, you could roll into a bank and say, I want to take a home equity line of credit, they don't need your spouse's approval to do that. So you just have to be very careful. And the most important piece, as Walton mentioned, was getting that current net worth. This is, as of today, these are our assets. These are our liabilities. You have statements to back that up. So that something happened, and you could very clearly say, look, I had no knowledge of this. I don't know legally where it would end up, but you're in a much better standing to have at least begun that process. So credit is a hugely challenging issue, and and we tell our clients if they if they were would agree to it, just freeze your credit. Don't allow any new credit opening, and be very careful about the credit card use. A side one though that can be equally as devastating to each individual person in 2023. Get off social media. If you're going through a divorce, you don't need to give your potential ex spouse any more ammunition to make your life miserable. <laughs> Stop putting stuff on social media. It does not help you. So that's a big one, maybe even as equally as big. Some of the issues that we've seen crop up from people throwing stuff out there on social media and the other person's lawyer uses against them. So be very careful on that. Walton's already said, just get a good attorney and, you know, get somebody who has experience, who has dealt with divorces before. Uh, You know, we believe in our young financial advisors but I wouldn't put a 26-year-old financial advisor and sit them down with a client who has one of the more complex cases that they need to work through. It's just life experience matters. So get a good attorney. And then really, 
one way or the other, whether you would continue, if we were serving clients, if you're working with Cahaba Wealth Management, whether you want to continue working with us or not, if you've hired a financial advisor prior to divorce, you need it twice as much post-divorce. You need to reset your financial plan for your new circumstances in terms of what your assets are, what your income streams are going to be. And for example, if you're a non-working spouse, you don't have income anymore. Are you going to have to go get a job? Um, so you really need a financial planner post-divorce more than you needed it even before the divorce. Yeah, really, really, uh, really well said. Walton, anything to add to that? Absolutely. And from, you know, not just from a financial planning standpoint, I would argue, go, go get, seek some counseling, seek some emotional support from, from your friends, from your family, from a counselor, find, you know, church. I don't know. It's, it's a difficult time. It's emotional. You know, we as financial planners sometimes say that we're kind of psychologists because we're trying to read between people's lot, you know, the lines, trying to understand their risk tolerance and how, how money, you know, makes them feel, you know, we're kind of, you know, kind of, I would argue psychologists in that sense, but we're not, you know, trained in understanding the mental health impact that divorce can cause on you, you, your ex-spouse and your children. So go find, go find somebody that you feel comfortable talking to and really lean on the people who love you during these times. Um, and also, I think one of my, oh, I'm sorry, Walton. No, go ahead. Um, I was going to say one of my favorite I, moments of the TV show, Ted Lasso. So if anybody wants to watch the first years of Ted Lasso, don't listen, uh, is when at the very end of the first season, he forgives the owner of the team who hired him out of spite. And he gives her a big hug and he says, cause both of them are going through a divorce and he says, divorce is hard. People do things that they wouldn't normally do, and that's whether you're the one getting hurt or the one doing the hurting. It's hard. So I think Walton's point is very good. Find a support community. And it may not be, you know, you don't necessarily need to go to therapy, but there are, there are communities of people who have been through a divorce. They know what you're going through. Find people that can support you because, you know, if you're going through a divorce, you are losing what has been your biggest point of support in your life. So that's very important. Yeah, very, very, uh, very important. What you, what, uh, what everybody just heard. I, I like uh, Walton's uh, comment. Lean on the people who love you. Um, you know, I, I talked to a friend of mine who was involved in. Um, uh, he, he was in a um, a a support uh, type role in the community, and he he said to me, you know, what what studies have shown is that people that survive crisis ease uh, are people that have a network of support. The people who fall off the bottom rungs of the ladder are the people that don't have a community of support. So that's uh, that's probably some of the greatest advice here, you know, is to get that support around you. And uh, as Walton Cobb says, lean on the people who love you. That's your that's your new one. That's your new one liner, Walton Cobb. (laughs) So uh, let's talk about uh, as we go to pull this train into the station a little bit. Uh, let's talk about the importance of working with a financial planner, with an advisor. Um, you know, uh, here, here's, here's something I want to say to everybody listening, especially if you're currently going through a divorce, uh, as my mother used to say, this too shall pass. And 
it will pass. And as a person who has recovered fully <laughs> from divorce, financially, emotionally, uh, you know, I mean, uh, Walton and Brian can tell you they're looking at me. I don't look at all psychotic anymore. Um, I, I was 20 years ago when I was going through a divorce. I was running. I was running eight miles a day to try to uh, keep my brain from exploding and crawling out of my skin. Um, it all works out in the end. Uh, so those of you that are going through it, I remember a, 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 a businessman saying to me, he said, I said, I'm going through a divorce. I'm having a bad day. He's like, he said, hey, I see you got any advice for me. And he goes, you just got to get through it, bro. You just got to hang in there and you got to get through it. He said, you'll get through it. So um, uh, after the smoke of divorce clears, uh, you may need to uh, rebuild your life. <laughs> can I, can I get an amen well, for re it's, it's rebuilding the, your life? Amen. It's the, it's the same concept, interestingly enough, as if you were coming to a financial advisor at the beginning, you're just starting from a new point and you, you know, we tell people financial planning is like your financial life is a journey and you get in the car and you want to end up somewhere. Your financial plan is your roadmap. And you know, if you don't have a plan, then you'll drive all over creation and maybe you'll show up. And if you're a guy, you'll never stop and ask for directions. But, you know, that, that being said, get a, get a roadmap. And after a divorce, it's again, even more important because you basically split your assets in half minus all the attorney's fees. And yet most people say, I don't want to have to change my lifestyle. The reality is many times it's going to have to happen. So how do we figure out the best way to make this work? Um, and that's really where we step right back in and say, okay, let's, let's see how we can rebuild your financial life and help you make the decisions that are best for you. Walton, uh, some ideas on, uh, on budgeting, changing the life, adjusting your mindset, uh, <laughs> maybe getting rid of your Audi and getting a good Chevy. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, maybe downsize your home, downsize your home, look at, you know, how much you spend each month, you know, non-working spouses that don't have any income, look at potential, you know, work jobs that you might could work. A financial planner can really help you develop a budget um, for well, looking through your cash flow, um, help you develop a budget and decide what you can and cannot afford. So it's really important to meet with your financial planner start those building blocks and, you know, look, decide who is going to pay for what, um, especially when it comes to child support, which, um, which has not gone away. Decide, you know, how much child or who's going to pay for what activity and you know, kind of go from there. Um, and especially if you're also, if you're getting close to retirement, retirement and you're needing re retirement age, your retirement planning has pretty much gone out the window your assets have been split up. Um, meet with your financial planner to look how all of your um, pension plans, your investment accounts have been affected. Um, discuss with discuss with them at what what are the steps to get you to where you want to go, and that's always you know step one. That's 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 where you got to start with. Perfect. Yeah, and don't forget that that your tax situation changes. You're now a single filer, right. not a joint filer. So you know the specifics of all of this are 
in many cases can be overwhelming. And that's why, you know, we say work with a financial planner and advisor, not just an investment manager or an insurance salesman. Um, they're not going to be as well equipped to help you make the decisions that are now going to impact other parts of your financial life that don't have to do with your portfolio or just your insurance. So we just continue to encourage people to seek out fee-only financial advisors that have that fiduciary duty to you to do the right thing for you because it's what they want to do, but it's also the law. Perfect. Exactly. Well said. Very well said. So as we actually go to um, uh, to actually pull the train into the station, land the plane, bring the bus into the station, or bring the horse back into the barn, <laughs> to use as many metaphors as I can for ending the uh, uh, podcast, uh, let's, uh, uh, Walton, why don't you uh, give us your uh, your locker room speech uh, for the uh, the the <laughs> the person that's going through a divorce or has just gone through one, uh, give us, uh, give us some positive, uh, positive thoughts for that person. Absolutely. Lean on the people that love you, get your statements together, get your net worth together, get your credit card statement, you know, as update, um, and call that, call that bull attorney who is your advocate, who is going to, who's a fighter for you because that's what you need going through this process. Nice. And face, uh, look, nobody likes to look at this stuff in detail with a microscope, especially with somebody, you know, contentiously uh, opposing you. Um, you're going to have to face the things you fear. You're going to have to look it squarely in the face. It's not funny. It's not fun. Uh, it's certainly not funny. Uh, and uh, and get yourself good support. I, I think having a good, strong financial advisor who is not emotional could also be very helpful in uh, in supporting you. Would you agree, Walton? Absolutely. I mean, at Cahaba, we do try to take, you know, the emotion out of investing. I think Will and Brian have harped on that on this podcast before. Yeah. And having a financial advisor who is, in, who is a mediator, you know, uninterested party, who is level-headed, can really help you get through this process, which as you said, this too shall pass. <laughs> Perfect. Brian, final thoughts. I echo what Walton said for the clients, for advisors who are in the middle of this, just don't forget how difficult it is for the clients and advisors can get frustrated. Sometimes people don't do what they say. Well, that is really going to be amplified if they're going yeah. through a time like this. So treat it with the level of care it deserves, help these folks through the problem and many times you'll end up with better relationships with your clients because you've helped them through one of the most difficult times in their life. So just acknowledge that fact. And generally it works out well. Excellent. Very well said. Uh, MJ Durkin's going to give his locker room advice. Uh, and uh, my locker room advice, besides this too shall pass and, uh, and stealing from Walton Cobb, leaning on the people who love you. Uh, if I use it three times, then I'll say that it's mine. But um, I will give you credit at least three times, Walton, for that uh, great phrase. Um, my my locker room advice is um, a contrast. <laughs> this is a very contrasting situation. And it is very uh, concerning to watch your um, net worth be uh, carved in half. Uh, but the good news is it gives you real incentive to figure out how to rebuild it. And uh and that could be a real good thing. So, you know, uh, uh, when one, one door closes, uh, you know, maybe a window opens 
you build a new business, you build a new career, you go get some education, you find a whole new life. And I could tell you as a, uh, as a successfully divorced person, uh, you can have a really great life. So, uh, to, uh, to Brian O'Neill and to Walton Cobb, uh, I want to thank you both for being here today. It was great having you on this podcast. Uh, great information. Um, thank you. I know you're very busy, but thanks for being here. Really appreciate you. Thanks for having us, MJ. Yes. Thank you, MJ. It was a pleasure. Excellent. Excellent. Well, uh, we want to say to uh, to all of our listeners, uh, we thank you for listening to the the There Is a Better Way podcast brought to you by Cahaba Wealth Management. Uh, we hope that you're finding these episodes um, educational, helpful, uh, inspirational. Can I make a recommendation? Uh, would recommend that um, if you feel so moved to give us a five-star rating, uh, to write a review on any of the podcast service that you're on. Uh, and we would also uh, recommend, uh, especially if you're a client, many we have many listeners of, of this podcast that are actual clients of Cahaba Wealth Management. It is a great way for you to um, refer your friends, family, people at work. You don't have to um, uh, to give them a big, a big sales pitch. All you have to do is uh, hit the three little buttons, usually at the bottom of your podcast service and hit share and send it over to, if you have a friend of yours that's going through a divorce, send this divorce episode to them and say, hey, uh, maybe this will be helpful to you. Many other episodes within the podcast um, uh, that you could uh, forward to people and say, these are the folks that uh, I, I'm um, using to, uh, to to build my future wealth, uh, to help me in retirement, and listen to the experts uh, at Cahaba Wealth Management talk about financial planning, saving money on taxes, uh, planning for the future, uh, and just share that, uh, share these episodes with your friends, family, and people that you know uh, as a way to introduce Cahaba Wealth uh, Management to them. Uh, it'll be good for uh, everyone concerned. So thanks everybody for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of the There Is a Better Way podcast. That concludes this episode of There Is a Better Way. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you check back regularly for new episodes and get connected to the wisdom you'll need to make confident decisions about your family's financial future and well-being. We'll see you on the next episode.